time enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. Meet Mr. George P. Hanley, a man life treats without deference, honor, or success. Waiters serve his soup cold, elevator operators close doors in his face. Mothers never bother to wait up for the daughters he dates. George is a creature of humble habits and tame dreams. He's an ordinary man, Mr. Hanley, but at this moment the accidental possessor of a very special gift. The kind of gift that measures men against their dreams. The kind of gift most of us might ask for first and possibly regret to the last. If we, like Mr. George P. Hanley, were about to plunge headfirst and unaware into our own personal Twilight Zone. Episode number 114 of the Twilight Zone was I Dream of Genie," and so it kind of melted my brain just because it's called <laughs> and look it up that's out before the is of the exact name and when you think about that it did no for him to have called it i dream of genie yes oh my this, god this episode I... came out before the series uh, let let me i i i should i i did look it up so i know that it uh it, it yeah before original okay, air so date this for the was, episode march of 1963 and the series I Dream of Genie premiered September 18th, 1965. So it was definitely That's before cool. that happened. So absolutely no reason for this to be called I Dream of Genie. That blows my mind. I not. hated this episode and that blows my mind. Do you hate it a little less now knowing that? I do no. hate it a little less. <laughs> I like, I, um, yeah, it's uh, it's still bad. It's still bad. I almost in the middle of this episode, I stopped watching it and I said nothing is worth this. And then I realized that it's a bad thing to do for somebody running a podcast to not even finish the episode. So I went back and watched it. That is in 113 episodes, oh, 113, wow. 114. Uh, that is this is the first time. Even last week, I didn't do that. This week, I was not a fan. <laughs> Um, and this is one where, um, it, it's like, uh, no time like the past a couple of weeks ago where it's, it's sort of like a, a collection of vignettes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because, cause, cause basically, so you've got George who's a, uh, uh, he, he just works in an office, a boring job that would make me want to kill myself. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it to you to decide if you should have or not. Uh, apparently Sean <laughs> believes he should have. Um, so, so one day I, I, I think he, he's got a, he's got a creepy crush on one of his coworkers. It's, um, it's it, it is creepy. You are a hundred percent right. That's what I like, even in the, through the lens of 1963. And isn't it, is it his employee? Uh, it's not his employee. She's like, okay. the, I, I, I got the sense that she's like the assistant to the, to the head honcho. The whole of, office. Of the okay. Office. Okay. Okay. Um, but it, it's it's not just him. Like they're all creepy, um, <laughs> and, and I think that that's why I didn't like this episode either. Just because, like, I I I would want to, especially in this situation, I would want to be rooting for the guy, and he's he's just he's just a creep. It, like uh, there's a 
his, his co-workers are more successful creeps than he is yeah. but he is he is a creep nonetheless and so i like, don't I don't know if a if successful creep means successful at being a creep or a creep who is also successful at like business. Uh, I I was thinking successful at being a creep. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and I and I assume that that you know the the more successful creep is probably <laughs> in a higher ranking position than George. So so really he's it, it works both ways because I, I would assume he's more successful uh in, in his uh in his job than George is. Also let's not forget <clears throat> where this episode is going if we're as while we're talking about these men being creeps, the he he is pretty stoked and very much utilizes finding a tiny woman in a lamp. Before I dream of Genie the TV show, my mind is blown. Do I not hate this episode? <laughs> this is this has got to be some sort of Mandela effect. I mean, I uh, I don't know, like I I like I, I I'm I'm not exaggerating to say my brain my brain melted when I saw that it was called I Dream of Genie, and it's Keith, before the series. I didn't even look it up. I didn't even look it up because I didn't even entertain the possibility that there's a dimension that we are currently living in where there is an episode a year and a half to two years that aired publicly called I Dream of Genie of any television show, which is about finding a genie in a lamp, which was not a, you know, original story that Barbara Eden was not the first genie, but like, uh, and it's, it's, oh God, I, I, it had to be some like the the creators of I Dream of Genie seeing this episode, and th it, it must have hit them that like, oh, Genie could also be a girl's name if you put a J in front of it instead of G. But but the thing is, like, I I I I get that the guy is you know, and we'll get to how he gets in this situation, but I, but I get that he's like fantasizing about about yeah. you know what he what he should do with his uh with his wish i still don't understand why you name the episode i dream of Genie. <laughs> like, 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 it just seems like it's got to be a, a mandela effect thing it has it's berenstein bears all over the place yeah i i just i just don't know what to make of that and that's literally the only interesting thing about this episode if the <laughs> uh, agreed agreed <clears throat> Um, so basically he's being a creep at work with, uh, uh, this, uh, you know, th this, uh, this female coworker where like, literally they're given, you know, her coworkers are giving her like lingerie and, and it's like, not okay. Even, what fucking world? I'm sorry for the even, language, but my God, even during the 1960s, like who is doing that? <laughs> like that is the most, like in an episode of like Mad Men extras would be like, hey man, not cool. Like that is right. It, it is it is so bizarre and so out of place. And you're supposed to be again. You're supposed to be rooting for George, which he all he wants to do. His aspirations is to be a more successful creep. Like it is yeah. insane. All of these thing, things are, uh, you know, th th it's just him being a more successful creep. That's all he wants to do. Um, so he find, you know, so 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 a, a pushy salesman, uh, the 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 Frank Nelson analog, 
who, who again, if you've missed one, we've referenced him before. Uh, Frank Nelson yeah. is the is the yes guy. From <laughs> That's based on Frank Nelson, who was uh, a staple of TV shows uh, in the uh, 50s through the 70s. Actually, he, he even showed up on Sanford and Son. My uh, God. He, he, he was a flight attendant there, by the way. <laughs> Which, uh, flight attendants uh, very different. Uh, Immediately looking up 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 that episode. Um. So so th this pushy salesman says you know he's going to uh, you know suggest this this uh, this antique lamp as a uh, as a gift, which I'm I'm not sure. Like why, why would that even pop into your head as a as a potential gift? I I realize this guy's probably had it in his store for for months and he just wants to unload it. Yeah. But why why would that even pop into your head as a gift? Like especially if you're if you're George. I, I realize George is a is a moron and a creep. But but why is that going <laughs> to pop into your head as an option? I I just don't understand that. Um, I would I would rather buy like Gizmo from the creepy like curio shop in Gremlins. Um, it, or the that monkeys. would make that would make more sense. Or buy some Frogert from the the. <laughs> that's good. E even though even though the Frogert is cursed, that's bad. <laughs> the Frogert is also cursed. You know what, Keith? I surprise, surprise, tangent. I have to commend you because I, I forget if it was on air or off air, but we had a conversation about Latter Day Simpsons episodes. Um, yeah. You know, everybody says, "Wow, Simpsons really fell off." Blah blah blah. Um, I, I also disagree. I think like I, I I've been catching like a couple you know smattering um, of you know post let's just say two thousand uh, uh, mm -hmm. Simpsons episodes and they're not bad. They're not as bad as everybody says. And it, that that I, I anyway sorry. Well, I I think it's a it's it's a lot like um, you know like George Lucas uh, when he was asked about like you know people complaining about the prequel movies. He said that at the end of the day, they're movies for kids. Like these are, these are 40 and 50 year old men talking about how I ruined their childhood. <laughs> I, I, we, we, we made the, the, they're, they're darker, but we still made them for kids. And sure yeah. enough, the kid, the people who were kids when those movies came out, you know, they, they actually really like them. That's why one of the reasons why the Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, uh, series has been so popular. And, and I think it's the same thing. Like, it's not actually that the Simpsons are any worse. It's just that you're in, in a in a different headspace, and if you're, it you know if you're just looking to be entertained like you were when the first ten seasons of the Simpsons uh, yeah. went on, and you're not and you're not looking for Citizen Kane, um, yeah, you know they're 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 really entertaining and 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 funny to to this day. Uh, I it, 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 completely agree. Yeah, it it just yeah. it just depends on what you're looking for. And anyone who uh, saw Howard the Duck and thought George Lucas was not going to ruin somebody's childhood. It, uh, just yeah. <laughs> uh, my, my wife actually, uh, I forget exactly why, but uh, we, we were watching Howard the Duck and, and it, it is emerged as her standard of the worst movie. Like, so many puns. Made. So like, it's yeah. oh my God, not well, even she, Leah she Thompson said, could save that movie. She said it's, it's a bunch of like just just randomly barely connected <laughs> scenes that just happen to involve a duck. That, that, yeah. that, that the, the duck Howard's duckness is inconsequential to the storyline. <laughs> that is a hundred percent right. Oh my god, that's funny. <laughs> uh, so anyway, back to I Dream of Genie, which by the way, <laughs> let us reiterate: the episode is called I Dream of Genie. 
and it came out a full like year and a half, two years before the series. And I'm... when you watch the when you watch the episode, there's no reason for them to have specifically picked the title "I Dream of Genie." There's the just television not. show came out September 18th, 1965. A year and a half, <laughs> "I Dream of Genie," the Twilight Zone episode, came out March 21st, 1963. So two and is a half there years. like is is there some other like pop culture touchstone that we're missing? Like there was a, I, a hit song called "I Dream of Genie." Like that that's what I it, maybe there's a missing piece somewhere. Otherwise, I'm assuming it's the weirdest Mandela effect thing ever. Keith, there are a few things guaranteed in this life: death, taxes, etc. And I will spend an entire day off researching what the hell everybody's <laughs> obsession was with genies and lamps. In and the dreamy. early 60s. And dreamy. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, he finds the lamp. Well, no, he doesn't find the lamp. He is sold the lamp by a pushy sales guy. And eventually, like, you know, through some uh, weird confluence of events, he ends up rubbing the lamp, as as one does. <laughs> and uh, the genie comes out. But the genie is uh, really, he, he he's just... He he's just over being a genie. Like he he doesn't yeah. care, and and he's yeah. he's cut it down to one wish instead of three. <laughs> and um, so he basically says, "Hey, listen, I'm only going to give you one wish. So you better think about what you uh, what you actually want to have uh, happen here." And so he's he's sort of like you know mentally gaming out scenarios to to see uh, what he wants his one wish to be. So he imagines he's he's because uh, he's a creep. His first thing is, I want to be married to a beautiful, successful actress. Because he's because he's insane. Not, also, not hey, also, I I want to meet somebody that that completes me as a person. Yeah. No, I just want to be married to a beautiful, successful actress. That that's all I want. And the you know the the the, the optimist in me uh, reads that as well. You know that gives women power in the '60s. You know, but also it's not like a famous actress or it, it's a famous actress it's it's not like oh i hate this episode so much oh i hate this episode so much i'm trying to find anything positive and there is one thing that we will get to but i hate this episode uh so eventually because he's 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 uh he's a he's a horrible person and uh and uh and everything he he eventually he re realizes that he's going to quickly lose his uh his his beautiful actress wife uh to you know somebody who's uh you know not him yes. and uh um so next he decides he wants uh he wants money and he becomes he he realizes he would just become bored with uh with with money and, and that's just to to me that that's like um you know, th that's the most annoying part of this episode yeah. <laughs> because I, like, you know, there, there's plenty you can do with money to make people's lives better. And, uh, you know, and you, have you know, not endless, be bored. If you have endless money, like you can go on vacations and not be bored. You can go to the Super Bowl every year and not be bored. Like, yeah, that's yeah. money is, you know, not necessarily equal hap doesn't exactly equal happiness but it sure does do things that make you happy <laughs> or allows you opens up a whole world and yeah that it, is very annoying 
and you know th that's just in your life you then you can also take your money and and do things to help other people to brighten their lives and that'll brighten oh your yeah life. that part too oh yeah yeah, yeah that that yeah. that helps too but i wouldn't <laughs> expect i wouldn't expect george to uh to realize that because he's just a terrible person oh my god am i a, am i a george am i an unsuccessful creep? <laughs> oh I, no I, I, if you're asking if you're actually if you're actually taking the time to ask yourself am i am i a creep you're probably not a creep it's, well it's that, good, that makes me feel better yeah good, good rule good rule of thumb there creeps don't actually have that that amount of uh, you know uh, a self self-reflection you know to, to realize they're a creep so i think and, the gift for this uh for this uh twitter post is uh did you ever see the creep on SNL? There's a Lonely Island uh, song. Nicki yes. Minaj was in it. Yeah, yeah. If there's a gif out there, then then that's it. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, that's uh, that's something. So so then eventually he decides, hey, uh, I've tried uh, being married to a uh, uh, to a Hollywood hottie. Uh, that didn't do anything for me. Uh, I've tried money. That didn't do anything for me. I was just bored uh so he decides he wants to be uh he wants power A anybody get the sense this is like what happened to donald trump <laughs> this, um, this episode is called i dream of genie and it's two and a half years before the actual tv show um yeah no you're you're 100 right it's like uh wow are, are we living like trump. Yeah, did did Donald Trump find a lamp and we're living in like the alternate realities that he's that he set up while he's trying to figure out what his wishes are? Is that's what that's what happened? Because that would make a lot of sense. He did lose a woman like Anne. You know, right. uh he did yeah. lose a lot of money. At one point he had money and and he's lost it and gained it back. Oh, and this lost makes it me want to throw up. Such. <laughs> See, this is why you hated the the episode so much. You just didn't realize it. Maybe that's why. Uh, um, so he imagines being a uh, president and then, uh, he does, uh, so first of all, okay, maybe this is the most annoying thing from the episode. <laughs> so he's president of the United States and he, he's doing some, you know, generic, uh, president stuff. And then, and then he just notices that there's like a bulge in the curtains in the oval office. And there's a woman there <laughs> who somehow got into the oval office to, to like, ask for a pardon for her son which again this seems like it might be a, a, a donald trump thing um <laughs> which he decides to give to her right uh which which i i guess is nice um you know at, at all but i'm still me, me being me i'm still stuck in the fact that apparently somehow somebody snuck into the oval office and was just hiding behind the curtains waiting for him to show up like that that is actually the most unbelievable part of this particular episode <laughs> the only part of this episode that made me smile is george's dog's name is attila which is a right. terrific name and it's a different dog like in each fantasy and the dog yeah, yeah, yeah. um when he's rich the dog ends up being as big as him like which i, <laughs> I thought was greatly amusing it's it, it's so it's so weird because they clearly had the money this episode is called i dream of genie and it's two and a half years <laughs> i just i, I am oh i 
yeah. Keith, I did not know that coming in. I didn't look it up because, I, of course, I thought this was a takeoff on the popular 60s television show, I Dream right? of Genie. Why wouldn't you think that? Oh, I'm going to waste an entire day off. <laughs> about this. Oh, uh, God. So, so after he saves the woman's uh, son and gives him a gives him a pardon, while he's giving one to John Eastman and uh, and Rudy Giuliani. Um, <laughs> so his, the president's advisors come in and say that there's UFOs uh, about to land on Earth. There's hundreds of them, and they need to figure out what to do. And then he realizes that if you're president, you have to make tough decisions, and he doesn't. <laughs> want that. I didn't factor that into. Also, yeah. again, like this is an episode where you know we're eight months removed from the assassination, almost to the day. It's March twenty first, nineteen sixty three, and you know it's JFK is the, the the president, and JFK transformed that presidency into something that's oh, I want to be the president of the United States. I I'll, I'll want for nothing. I, I want to do that more than have limitless money or marry a, you know, attractive actress. Um, it, that, that still is a little chilling in, in, in that sense. It, it, it is a little cool that this episode is such like a, a point in time that you can like it, not, not so much the last two episodes, but um, it's a point in time, two and a half years before the actual television show. <laughs> I dream of genie. I'm sorry. You'll have to excuse me. I am like literally 20 minutes removed from learning this, and <laughs> and it's it's melted your brain. You just oh my god. I'm glad this is on video because this is really <laughs> so, this is really something. So he decides, hey, I don't want to ma- actually have to make tough decisions. Uh, so he comes back and he actually he 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 has a plan, and so then eventually we sort of smash cut to a homeless guy finding the lamp in like a garbage can <laughs> and he rubs it, you know, through a confluence of events, he ends up rubbing the lamp. Uh, the, uh, you know, this big like cloud of smoke comes out. Everybody and... rubs this lamp accidentally only right. through cleaning it. <laughs> um, so it comes out and, and it's like, you know, sort of a big booming voice, but it's instantly recognizable as a uh, George, the jerk. And, uh, he uh, uh, he says, you know, now you, you, you know, I am the genie of the lamp, blah, blah, blah. And now you get three wishes. And the camera sort of pans around and you see that it's 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 George. But he also has Attila with him. Yes. And the, o- the, the only saving grace of this episode <laughs> is the fact that, you know, he's dressed in, you know, like, you know, sort of stereotypical 100%, uh, genie 100%. garb. And the dog has a turban on that that. I I, like, I watched this episode going, wow, this is really bad, but he, he get I, I I like that. I appreciate that. He, he still played it better than Will Smith. Mr. George P. Hanley, former vocation, jerk. Present vocation, genie. George P. Hanley, a most ordinary man whom life treated without deference, honor, or success. But a man wise enough to decide on a most extraordinary wish that makes him the contented permanent master of his own altruistic Twilight Zone. Cabotron?